1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we began the topic of revival, which I believe we will... Uh, see a revival when we hear and obey God's voice but let's continue with the subject of revival as I would hope that all of us want that little spark of faith to become a roaring consuming fire so let's begin our time with prayer Lord I just thank you and praise you Lord that you show us that we can come closer to you we can be engrossed by you. We can see those tongues of fires falling upon us, O Lord, and consuming us and, Lord, leading us to be fully filled with the power of your Spirit. So, Lord, I pray that as you are the sovereign God That you would do something mighty in us, in our congregations, in our community, in our city, in our country, in Israel, and all throughout the world, Lord. Just minister by the power of your Spirit. Send revival. Send revival, Lord. Lord, I believe it's the only thing that will really help our country and our world. Is the power of your spirit just blowing through all the hearts and the minds and the spirits of the people? So we pray this in the name of Yeshua, Amen. Well, uh, last uh, let's review. How about that? Seven characteristics of a revival. Uh, And this will help you. If you write these down, this will help you pray for certain things to happen. Of course, number one is that we're transformed from lethargy to excitement about God. Let us be excited about our relationship with him. Let it just be in us so strongly. Right. Number two. That we continuously share our faith. I believe this is definitely a characteristic of revival that we can't help but share our faith with everybody we meet. Number three, many come to know Yeshua as their Messiah. That's right, because in a revival, God's spirit has opened the hearts of people so that they can hear, right? And so it makes it even easier to share when people are open. Number four, there is greater unity in the body of believers. You know, the whole theological differences and stuff, they don't seem to matter as much when you are fully engrossed with God. When the power of God is upon you, you just care about that and and who God is. And, and so everybody around you, there's a the much greater unity. Number five spiritual gifts seem to appear in much greater intensity and much greater frequency and in more people. And so we long for the gifts that will encourage the body of believers. Absolutely. Six, we have a greater ability to overcome sin. Now, this is a difficult area because many of us are not honest, (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Can we be real? Many of us are not honest. You know, most of us can hide our sins, and so we don't have to talk about them, deal with them, or anything else. And we also, because they are reoccurring sins often, we allow them to reoccur because—but I believe in a revival— We have greater power to overcome sin. And so that's number six. We have greater ability to overcome sin. And number seven, we will affect our culture, our society. Everybody around us will be affected and influenced by us because the power of God will be so strong that people will not be able to deny it. So when we pray for revival, we are praying for these and more things. But these seven, I think, are key things to pray for as we ask God to revive us. Amen. Now, for me personally, revival is when my life becomes all about God. And my, relation, my relationship with him is about my continuous expectation that he's pouring out his spirit on me and that my focus is continually on him. So that, for me, would be personal revival. Revival has to be about my excitement about God. I push the world away so that I can have more time with the Lord. I have great joy in his attributes and who he is. I'm motivated to be with him more, to receive from him more, to acknowledge him more. And as a result, he drenches me with his spirit. So the most important thing about revival is God and my time with him. Picture it this way. When I was young, before I was married, right? When I went on a date, my heart was pounding as I anticipated our relationship. Can you remember that far back, guys? (laughs) Every move we made, every gesture caused amazingly great anticipation. I was consumed by my date, and very little could distract me from this time we were spending together. Well, would that be a description of my time and relationship with the Lord today? Maybe not. No. I don't think so. I want God to be first in my life in the true sense of the word. I want to be so excited about our relationship that I won't be distracted by the world or tempted by worldly things. Okay, so we look at Scripture and we see Revelation two four. But this I have against you, this is God speaking, that you have forsaken your first love. Remember then from where you have fallen, repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah or your light from its place. Unless you repent. So I'm picturing that repentance is one of God's ways of getting us to become revived. We are to first acknowledge our sin, repent of our sin, and then we are to expect God to minister to us as he did with our first love, right? And when he was our first love. So I then look at myself and say that as a result of revival, this is what I expect to experience. And this is what I will look like as I have this intense, exhilarating relationship and time with God. So my heart, as a result of revival, I desire to be like Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, which I'm going to pray over these next 15 days, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But it goes like this. The Ruach, or the, the, the spirit of the Lord God, is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. So right then, you see, part of it, I am to proclaim good news to the poor, and God's going to anoint me to do that. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of Adonai's favor in the day of our God's vengeance. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of Adonai, that he may be glorified. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Wow. To me, this is revival. Why? Look. It says, I would be anointed to spread the good news. That's one. Number two, I would see miracles as people are saved and set free from the bondage that they have. Don't you know people with bondage, right? who are in bondage I, I i'd love to see them set free right and that's what i believe revival does and that's what this scripture talks about i would be able to comfort those who mourn including jews who mourn giving them beauty joy and a spirit of praise oh wouldn't you love to be that encouraging that you could affect people in such a way that's why I love the scripture. Number four, I would disciple people and others would see those people that I've discipled, that I've ministered to, and they would call those people oaks of righteousness. Wow. Wow. Just imagine that if you were discipling somebody and somebody else came by and said, wow, you did an amazing job. That person is an oak of righteousness. And number five, I would be glorifying God because everyone would know that he did the planting. I would let everybody know that it's all about him and what he did, his planting. Number six, I would see the results of my work as cities that were desolate for a long time would be repaired by those I worked with. Now, look. Uh, we're in the political arena, even these days, we're talking about cities. And here, let me read it from the scripture again, just so you understand that when we are focused on blessing and helping and encouraging people, the result is this in verse four. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Doesn't that sound like today's world? And wouldn't you like to see people going into the cities to do that? And I believe as we minister to people and disciple them, God will give them that burden. And we should pray this. This to me is revival. This is what I'm praying for personally and corporately, and yet there are other scriptures that challenge me to see if I'm truly revived, like Titus 2, 11 and 12, because uh, if I'm in a revival, I would have these characteristics too. Verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, training us To deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live in a manner that is self-controlled and righteous and godly in the present age. Well, I would want to be a part of God's plan to bring salvation to all men. This, again, is part of revival. I would deny ungodliness and worldly desires. I'd have (laughs) self-control. Hey, how about that? I would be righteous and godly even in this present age. Did I say ungodly or godly? I hope I said godly. Okay, I would be righteous and godly in the present age. Okay, now another characteristic of a revival that I expect to see in me is a love for others described in 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 8. Love is patient, kind. It does not envy. Ooh, that's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> it does not brag. It's not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. Hmm. It does not seek its own way. Mm. Ooh, 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 ooh. it doesn't seek its own way. Hmm. It's not provoked. Oh, my goodness, yes. It keeps no account of wrong. It does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. And this is the kind of love that we should be receiving in a revival, God's love. When he pours out his spirit on us and the gifts of the spirit just increase and strengthen, the gift that he wants to give us, I believe, first is the gift of love. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have love now, but what I'm saying is our ability to love, and our example of love just increases dramatically in a revival. Revival boils down to the basics that I'm always seemingly going back to God's three commandments. If I were to get even close to the uh, these three commandments correctly, I'm clearly would be in a revival. Number one, love God. Number two, love people. And all people. And number three, share God's love with everyone. Those three commandments will tell us if we're in revival. And it doesn't matter what else is going on in our life. It doesn't matter what situations arise. If you've gotten fired from your job or somebody just cursed you out and and cut you off as you were driving. These three things would still be at the top of your ability to to acknowledge God, to love the people who just cut you off or cursed at you, and to share God's love with everybody. That would be your focus. That's revival. That's revival. In my mind, I'm clearly not going through a revival in my life at this moment. I realize to a large extent, revival t- depends on God. I get that. His time and his purpose and so on. However, I want to do what I can to be ready so that when God does his part of putting his spirit all over me and bringing revival to me and the congregation, that we are ready. That we're already functioning in the effort to, to make this happen so what am I going to do in my efforts to see this happen, number one, I'm going to desire revival. I want to be saturated and consumed by his, des- by this desire. I'm going to trust God for this desire. I'm going to expect God to do this. I'm going to be persistent in my prayer and expectation. I'm not going to be scared of it or allow my mind to be distracted by ungodly voices. Number two, I'm going to fast and pray. I've chosen August 1st, which I know is a couple days ago for those, those hearing this message, it was Thursday, August 1st to August 15th, I'm going to fast and pray. I'm not sure exactly what my fast will be. It doesn't matter. We don't have to be legalistic on how we fast, but when we fast, we're giving something up, either an activity or food or both, showing God our desire to see personal revival happens. So I'll ask my congregations to join with me. The extra time should be used devoted to prayer and God's word. Look, I want to die daily so that I can live. Right? That's what God promises. Number three, I'm going to picture in my mind what I should look like as a person going through revival and try and be that person. Now, last week, I talked about those awful words, fake it till I make it. But I really believe this is part of trusting God. And and look, I might not feel this way at the moment, but I want it. And I'm going to try and be that even if I don't feel that way and trusting in God and his word more than feelings or consequences. Look, we all know the scripture, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When my people over whom my name is called, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Look, I am called by God's name. I'm going to use this scripture. I'm going to pray it. I will humbly humble myself by fasting i will pray more i will seek god's face by listening uh, to him and more closely to his voice and devote more time to him i will seek to die to myself in order not to sin against the lord more than my usual effort lord you have promised that you'll hear my voice forgive my sin and heal my land number four most of all i'm going to try and clear my deck. You know what I mean by that? You know, when Jonah was in the boat and there was a terrible storm, the first thing they sought to do was throw everything overboard to make the boat lighter. Well, I'm trying to throw all my junk overboard. (laughs) In these 15 days, I don't want to worry about things. I don't want to be anxious about things. Whatever junk comes my way, I'm going to try and throw it overboard and I'm going to focus on prayer and fasting. I will will just seek to not be weighted down by my cares and the cares of even other people in this time. I want to focus with God and my relationship with him through Yeshua, my Messiah. I believe that the only thing that can heal our land is revival. Lord, send revival. Our homes need revival. Our churches and synagogues need revival. This nation and the world need revival. No. No military power can bring revival. No economic upturn brings revival. No election can bring revival. Revival is a sovereign move of God. And when believers are revived, they live more consistently. They make their homes uh, more holy and happy. And, and this leads the ungodly to envy them and to inquire after their secret. So, uh, look at this time uh let's understand uh that one of the things as i mentioned already one of the proofs is that we are going to be sharing our faith more and i thought i'd be speaking about that uh, this week, but I got so excited about revival this week that I's going to have to wait till next week to talk about sharing our faith. But one thing I would mention is this: scripture, Acts 20:24. 20, Maybe you're not familiar with it. However, I don't consider my life of any value, except that I might finish my course. And the office I receive from the Lord Yeshua to declare the good news of the grace of God. So next week, this is what we're going to talk about: sharing our faith. Listen, would you join me on prayer and fasting? Well, I know it's Sunday, so you you're a couple days later than I started, but you know you still have like thirteen days to pray and fast with me or or just extend it a couple days but would you do that i'd love for you to join with me again if you have anything that you need from us call karen at 813-831-5673 visit us uh we'd be blessed if you would support us financially um And look, may the Lord be your first priority. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah and let God just pour out his revival spirit on you. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.